What's going on, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to episode two of Cowboys Fourth and Long. I am your co-host, Skywalker Steel, here with the host of Hanging with the Boys, killing it, my brother, Jesse Holly. Say what's up to the people. What's up, man? Good, it's a good day, man. It's a, it's a lovely, lovely, lovely day. It's always a lovely day when you wake up, right, and you can go do the things you love to do, but it's it's that much more lovelier when it's a Cowboys victory that came before it. I'm just saying, Jesse. Yes, yes. No, <laughs> Cowboys victory always makes life a little bit more complete, especially like you and I. We, you know, we live here in a DFW area. So, you know, people people really take losses seriously here. I'm not, and I'm sure all across the country, right, and other teams. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but since you said it, um, you know, L's, they 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 hang on to people a lot longer in DFW area, so it's good to have a victory. It's always easier to report and to to analyze and to do your pods and all that kind of stuff when when it's on a positive level. Oh yeah, so much more funner. The, the the flow is is fun. All that stuff. You know, last week Cowboys came you know off of a terrible loss and then they lost their quarterback, so there was a lot of uncertainty going into week two against a good Bengals team with Joe Burrow at quarterback and, and you and I had our skepticism about them coming out with a victory. But one thing we did agree on, if they were going to walk away with that victory, it was going to come down to that defense being dominant. And yep. for about 95% of that game, they were dominant. No, absolutely. And, and, and of course, I don't know how many more ways we can praise the leader of that defense, Michael Parsons, he he is the straw that stirs that defense. He is the one who sets the tone. Uh, you know, guys get sacks and coverages sacks. And I mean, he makes life so much easier for so many guys across the board um, in Dallas. And, and as long as he's healthy and Dan Quinn can deploy him in so many different so many different positions and so many different angles. This defense is going to be, it's going to be just fine. It's going to be just fine. We got to just pray to whatever God that you believe in that this kid stays healthy for yeah. a very long time. Yeah, I agree. What, so let's get to a little bit about that game in first down. What we're going to do here at Cowboys Nation is we're going to go first down to fourth down, and in fourth down we'll get to a couple Twitter questions. Uh, first down – the question I have for you, Jesse, is what's the one thing about the victory on Sunday that has you feeling better moving forward into next week and hopefully, you know, more weeks? I mean, low-hanging fruit that Michael Parsons would address, right? That's low-hanging fruit. I, I, I don't want to go that easy. But what I do want to say, the one thing that makes me feel good is that there's a blueprint of, hey, Kellen Moore, if you just be balanced and 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 just do the things the right way, you know, you, you give your football team a chance to win football games offensively. So I think that's the one thing that, that we have going forward that huh, I pray that, that Kellen can just continue with that momentum and allow that to kind of reverberate and, and, and just continue to until, at least until Dak Prescott comes back. And then when Dak comes back, keep the same energy just do it in the Dak Prescott format. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that's one thing that we, we've seen, uh, that I see that, that I hope to continue to go forward. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to find the, the the sound where you said put it on a loop, 
and that's going to be yeah. a drop. You talked about these buttons on my machine. I'm putting that on this machine because I'm serious, Jesse. We need to put that game plan on a loop. And the thing to me that stood out was an X, an X's and O's thing. And, man, I probably should have hit you up because I, I really wanted to confirm this with you because you played the wide receiver position. But one thing that I noticed uh, that Kellen Moore did this week as opposed to last week was when the Bengals decided to use the blueprint on Dallas, right? You know, the shell coverage, drop a bunch of guys back, only rush four. Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Cowboys had no answer. Against the Bengals, it seemed like he was putting out more guys as passing options, true passing options. Whereas I watched the Tampa game, he would send out two wide receivers in the sea of seven, uh, three wide receivers in eight. And it just wasn't enough. And, I mean, how frustrating is it as a wide receiver or a quarterback when you come out your play action, when you go into your drop, you've only got two options to throw right. in a window of eight. That's difficult, right? Right. No, absolutely. It's definitely difficult. But it always it's dependent upon who you're playing, right? It's always going to be maybe we felt one kind of way with, you know, Vita Vea in that front with, uh, 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 with Tampa Bay. So we maybe didn't want to throw that many guys out in the passing rush. And maybe you felt a little bit more confident in being able to sustain blocks and hold blocks a little bit longer against the, the Bengals front. So it, it, it kind of goes both ways. It's kind of almost seeing where you could have gotten better and actually went out there and got better. I want to pick up, pick the conversation back up. We were talking about in regards to the Cowboys kind of finding a different answer to the zone. And let me just give you some, some stats here. Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott does this as well. Absolutely torched man defense. It was nine. He was nine for 10 for 102 yards and one touchdown. But when they did drop in that zone, he was 10 for 21 for 126 and no touchdown. So clearly the blueprint still worked. But when I watched the film, there were more open guys in it uh, because I think he, he sent more guys out in that in that um, in, in the routes. And I think that if we do that, if we look at that tape, maybe Cooper Rush and Kellen Moore can say, hey, that works or that that concept works or that combo works. And same thing with Dak Prescott when he comes back. Hey, let's go back to that. So that all comes back around to do what works, right? Stay balanced, but also in the passing game, do what works on film. And that's all I ask for Kellen Moore. He don't, he don't got to get get cute. And he didn't. You know, when we were watching the game, I, I looked and turned to you and I said, I don't understand why Cincinnati is playing, you know, a lot of that man-to-man coverage because that is – as a quarterback, when I come to line of scrimmage and I see, you know, what we call it, you know, single high safety and kind of just man, you know, across the front, we're going, that, that, that's pitch and catch. That's easily knowing where the ball is supposed to go, and I can just go there right now. I don't have to even, you know, think about it or, or, or worry about it. I'm saying there's the matchup, and a lot of times when you watch film, and, and that's, that's, that's Mamba wanting to insert himself into the show. Mamba, relax. We're, we're having a show right now. Please, I'm trying to feed you. Okay, thank you. Um, but when you look at the, you know, when you go and you watch film, I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, what they say to themselves is they, they, they say the same thing that sometimes they say to us. Hey, Eli Apple is sus, so we're going to attack him. And so when you line up across the board, the conversation in the meeting rooms are, if we have a matchup against Eli, I mean, Cooper Ruff looks over and goes, hey, listen, guys, whoever Eli Apple's garden, if they're going to play this coverage, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. And that's that's not 
a surprise. That is by design. When you watch film as a player, as a quarterback, as an offense, you're trying to find, as we like to say, mouse to the house. And Eli Apple is that guy. So they're like, hey, we they like to go this defense. They like to go man to man in these situations. When that occurs, we're going to the guy that Eli Apple is guarding. And I'll, I'll give you an example. When when I was playing, um, one of my really good, like like my little brother was Hakeem Nix. Um, and we would play the Giants twice a year. And Hakeem used to tell me, he said, when we went 11 personnel, he said, between myself, Mario Manningham, um, who was the other, uh, Steve Smith, he said, we would fight to get into the slot. And I said, why would you fight to get into the slot? Scandrick. So we can go to Scandrick. That, that's what he said. He was like, we would fight each other like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm playing this. I'm, I'm. They all wanted to get in the slot to play or to play against Orlando Scandrick. So that's what they saw on film. And so they wanted to attack it. And so for the Cowboys, they saw on the film, hey, we're going to attack Eli Apple. So when they go man to man across the board, that is, that's what was so mystifying to me. Because I'm saying, if anything else, I want to confuse the quarterback with, least, with the least amount of experience. I want to make him have to read through seven, eight guys dropping to, in, into coverage and see if I can't get him to miss a throw, be late in a window, or whatever it may be, than to give him man-to-man coverage with a guy like Eli Apple who can't cover that very long and then allow him to pick you apart. What, what was it about the, the first two possessions or most of the first half? We kept looking to each other like, I mean, if they're going to keep playing man, yeah. sure, sure. Because one thing that you know people do not knock Kellen about is his man concepts. Those actually work. Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl champion, came out after the playoff game and said, Kellen Moore is running a bunch of man beaters into zone coverage. That's not how this works. And, you know, he didn't really have an answer until I thought I saw one on on Sunday. But we'll see if they carry it through. Uh, Let's get the second down. One thing that needs to improve coming out of the first few weeks. So you can include the first game against Tampa and the second game, Jesse. One thing that the Cowboys need to improve upon. Defense got to get off the field on third downs. It's imperative. Like, whether it's a penalty, whether it's an extended drive, when you look at the first two games, the defense has found themselves at times, they in both games, they lost the, the, the time of possession. So your defense, the Cowboys defense, while we enjoy watching them, again, this is a 17-week season. And the longer they play... I get it. We get Tennessee more. Michael Parsons. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But as we get into this season, the line will get a little bit tired. And if they're playing on the field 35 minutes a game and not getting off the field on third downs, you're going to come into those critical moments where kind of everybody's kind of hit their strides. And now you're going to find yourself in situations where, where you were, where you were a strength you become a liability because you're just worn down. So for me, it's the defense getting off the field on third downs, whether that be stops, no more penalties, do whatever it is you have to do to make sure that you're holding up that, you know, when they run off and they're holding up the force, you know, you got to get off the field on on third downs and, and give yourself an opportunity to rest, give yourself opportunity to kind of regroup because Interesting enough, Jerry Jones, this is a quick little, I'm going to come right back. Interesting enough, the Cowboys worked out about six or seven guys uh, today. Four of the seven guys 
were quarterbacks. Well, why are you working out quarterbacks if your your starting quarterback, per Jerry Jones, is supposed to be coming back any day now? That's just putting that out there. So I say all that to say your defense doesn't want to be on the field for an extended amount of time as we get deeper into the season because they're going to wear down and be tired. And you may not have your starting quarterback in there to, to, to fill up those gaps where you miss, right? You may have Cooper Rush for a little bit longer. And there's only a short amount of time that Kellen Moore and company can, can have a simplified game plan. Most backup quarterbacks are really only supposed to be in there for one, for two games, three games max. When you begin to get over that point, you start realizing why these guys are backup quarterbacks. There's now film out on them. You can kind of attack them a little bit more. You see their deficiencies. You see all the places that they're, they, you know, they're, they're weak at. So the defense has to get off the field on third downs. It, the, the reason why the Cowboys lost that time of possession was because they couldn't get off the field in the fourth quarter when they won on that ridiculous 20-play drive. I mean, and, and, you know, they fought their butts off to get off there. They, they, they got to a couple fourth downs, I think. But listen, if you can't get off the field, that's what can happen. And what happened? Michael Parsons had to go to the sideline for about three plays, and they scored a touchdown. So, yeah, that, that's paramount. And I'm going to stay on that side of the ball. It's getting turnovers for me. Um, and it was one of the things that, in my opinion, coming into this, this year, I figured would take a bit of a step back because turnovers are fluky. Right, you're you're not going to lead the league in turnovers every year. They're fluky. The ball bounces weird. Tip balls. Uh, you, you you jump in routes. Sometimes you don't want to be as aggressive when you're going up against the Tom Brady's and the Joe Burrows and Jamar Chases. You got to be a bit safer. But I think that changes. I, I think over the next few weeks, the Cowboys will start getting turnovers. So not only is that something that I think they need to improve on, I think it will improve because you're not facing the Joe Burrows or the Tom Brady's. You're going to be facing Daniel Jones who likes to give you the ball. You're going to be facing Matt Stafford, who leads the league in turnovers at the quarterback position. You're going to be facing Carson Wentz, who likes to give you the ball. So, I, you know, I see the turnover turning over to the, to the Cowboys' <laughs> side in a positive manner. And here's another little small uh, uh, stat that I found fascinating uh, when I was doing research yesterday. The Cowboys made Tom Brady throw that rock in 2.1 nine seconds that would be a, a career high if he did that for a season he's played in the league for 100 years he they yeah. made him throw the ball the fastest ever in his life joe burrow likes to hold on to the rock joe burrow threw the ball the sixth fastest in his career so i, I got to thinking i'm like man this pass rush they nervous joe burrow called timeout to tell his coach hey uh-uh no empty sets bro <laughs> You see that lion out there <laughs> on on mouse in the house? No, no, no empty sets. So these quarterbacks understand that this pass rush is pass rush is lethal. So if the quarterbacks understand it, that means the game plan they're going to be trying to get the ball out quick. But not every quarterback is Tom. Daniel Jones ain't Tom. You know Stafford ain't Tom. Carson Wentz ain't Tom. So these guys want to make plays. They want to hold the ball a little bit longer, and that means sack fumbles maybe tips, inaccurate passes, um, just, just a lot more things are going to come fruitful for the Cowboys from a turnover standpoint because they're making quarterbacks, the clock in their head, just spin and go faster. So I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an uptick. You're absolutely right. I think, I think that is the case. But we also have to remember 
when you go back and you watch that game in the second half against the Bengals, the Bengals came out and said, we have nobody to block Michael Parsons. We have nothing really in our scheme that's really – because the Bengals aren't a too tight end really set. They're, 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 they want to spend a lot of their time three wide receivers empty set. So what did they do as an alternate? They said, we're going to run the football, and we're going to try to get as physical as we possibly can in the second half. And it, and it worked a little bit to their favorite. And that's when you need your guys like Osa and company to really step up and bow up and say, okay, when teams decide now to run, because you're going to get a heavy dosage of Saquon Barkley. He's leading the league right now in rush. I think he had like 223 yards, 226 yards in his first two games. Um, he has over 100 uh, receiving yards in his, combined in his first two games. He, they're going to try to get him the ball in any way, shape, or form. You know, your Kenny, your Kenny Godley's may or may not play. Your Kadarius Tony's may or may not play. They, they've been kind of almost in Brian Dable's doghouse. You know, it, it's been like, we don't, we don't really, we, you know, you, we ain't bring you here. So we don't really have to hold up to you guys doing what you used to do in the old regime. And y'all want to act funny and crazy. If you want to, we won't play you. And that's just, that's just what it is. So they're going to try to, they're going to try to give you a heavy dosage of Saquon Barkley to limit exactly what you're saying. Cause they know, the Lions coming, and Daniel Jones at times hold the ball just a tad bit too long. That can be a, it can be catastrophic. So that's why I'm saying with the Cowboys, and, and you and I are making marital points of creating the tone nervous, but also being able to understand that their teams are going to shift how they do offense when they play the Cowboys because of the defensive pressure. So if you don't get off the field on third downs. They're going to keep trying to wear you down throughout the course of the game so that in the fourth quarter, Michael Parsons is on the sideline a player two more than he normally would be. And that's when you're able to go ahead and say, okay, whew, 11's on the sideline. I may have a half a second more to now get a play off down the field or get a, you know, get a chunk play down the field because I don't have to worry about this alien coming off knocking my head off. I think the irony in this, in our, in our answer here, things that need to improve, is the one side of the ball that I, I'm still extremely high on and less worried about and not the other side of the ball. But I think there's something to that. I think it's because we understand, one, what this defense can be, and two, what this team needs this defense to be. So when I say I'm looking, or when we say we're looking for them to improve in these aspects, it's not because we're knocking them. It's because, damn it, the Cowboys need this defense to get the turnovers and get off the field because the offense, as of right now, and that ain't the wave as we speak right now. So I'm going to throw a little bit of a flag here on my guy, Jesse Holly, man. Got a little bit of a false start. Um, false start, Jesse Holly, number 16. He decided to go ahead and talk about the New York Giants before we got the third down. But here, we're here oh. third down now. <laughs> Legal procedure. Illegal false procedure. Start. Uh, third down Jesse we get to these New York Giants and you already started it here man about the the Saquon Barkley's of the world and the Kadarius Tony so we'll see what happens there but the Giants man scrappy two and no bunch when you really look at them their offense hasn't been great they've got that one guy that's dangerous um, but they've been able to do just enough to get the two and no the defense has been really carrying this unit, kind of like the Cowboys. When you look at it, just the Cowboys' offense couldn't get it done in Week One. But um, what what do you got, man? What's your thoughts? I know you already talked to us about Saquon Barkley, but what's your initial outlook overall here um, for 
the Giants versus Cowboys in Monday Night Football? You know, it's 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 too it's almost another weekend of mirror, a mirror image. Um, even though they have their starting quarterback, they're not confident in Daniel Jones. Like they 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 aren't confident in Daniel Jones at all. Um, there is nothing better, I guess, they feel they can get right now. So they're making it they're, – they're doing the same thing that we're doing, Will. They're doing the same thing as us, saying, hey, offense, just don't lose the game for us. Get us as many points as you possibly can, and we're going to muck it up. We're going to make it dirty, and we're going to rely on our defense. Now, they've been down a couple guys. Um, you know, of course, Kayvon Thibodeau, he has been out. He had the – he had a knee injury from preseason when they, you know, the tight end came in, excuse me, and, and cut him. And uh, but there's a potential that he's he may play this game. They've been gearing him up to bring him back for this game, and it would be a great game for him to come back as a division opponent. Uh, Leonard Williams uh, reports came out that he has the uh, the MCL sprain, and he could be day to day. I don't think he's going to play, uh, but they're they're defensively. I said this on my show today. If you look around the National Football League and I ask you to name me the top five defensive guys in the league, right? You're gonna the, the two names that you're gonna name out of those five are playing on Monday Night Football. Dan Quinn, Wink Martin. Ooh, I'm glad you ooh, I'm glad you brought up Wink. I am a huge fan of Wink. And for those who don't know, if if you go back and you watch what what the Baltimore Ravens were for a lot of those years. Knock, knock, that's Wink Martindale. And he wants to create pressure up front. He's going to bring guys from different angles. You know, he, he's going he's to he's give Cooper Rush um, different looks every single time. And, and so they're relying on their defense to step up, to create turnovers, to, to muck it up, as we are the same way. And so you got two of the best, if not the best, defensive minds in the game and, and they're trying to deploy. Hopefully they'll, you know, not hopefully, I, I don't want anyone to be hurt, but I wouldn't mind if Thibodeau just set out one more game. <laughs> right. But they want to get Thibodeau and company back in there just as well as we want to get Michael Parsons and the company in there to go off on, um, on the opposing team's offense. And they're getting their leading sack guy from last year, Aziz Ojolari, back yes. apparently this week too. So you get your top five pick. Uh, our top 10, I can't remember where he got selected, but in Kayvon Thibodeau, and then you get Aziz, Aziz Ojolari, and, you know, Wink Martindale was calling things. I, I think well, he... They got Jalen Smith. Oh, yeah, they did sign Jalen Smith. Swipe, you know, you know swiper guy there. Uh, Please play him. Please. How, how crazy Please. is that, that they signed him the week before the Cowboys? It's weird. Jalen Smith can't give you any intel. Like, no. he can't give you any intel. He didn't watch film himself, so... I will tell you this, you know, if there, there's a weakness to attack on this Giants defense, it is the linebackers. If we wanted to get, you know, to the, the, the Jimmys and Joes and X's and O's, I do think it's more so about the X's and O's with Wink than the Jimmys and Joes in New York right now. They got a couple guys, the Dory Jacksons, uh, uh, Ojolari and Thibodeau are coming back, Dexter Lawrence, but McKinney said these are some names. Not everybody's going to know these names, but they're not. This isn't the Ravens' defenses from you know when Wink was running them. But he is a he. What he is to me is a more controlled Rob Ryan. Like Rob Ryan had so much potential to be legendary, but he just 
he just had an itch to be doing too much, right? And you're, I think, weren't you there in Dallas with Rob? Okay, so then you can speak on this. If I'm not mistaken, all the players was like, man, Rob, what, what, what is all this? Why you changing things up the day before the game? Why we got, why are we doing 17,000 different blitzes and all these different alignments where I think Wink finds a bag and he just is, is just focused on making that bag work at a high level and throwing different things at quarterbacks. And Cooper Rush is a backup. So how Cooper Rush plays against this defense is going to be telling to me more from a schematic standpoint than the X's and O's because Wink is going to bring it, man. No, he absolutely is. And, and, and here's where Kellen Moore helps his quarterback out because Wink is going to change throughout the football game. And I don't mean half by half. I mean, I mean, damn near series by series. You, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he's not afraid to even in that bag adjust in that bag if he sees something that he can take advantage of. So it's going to be paramount for Kellen Moore to be able to say, "Hey, hey, let's adjust this. You know, maybe let's speed it up, let's slow it down, let's 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 give him a quick count, let's give him a hard count, let's give him, you know, a, a, a double count, whatever it may be. You're going to have to be able, especially." When you're on the road, the Giants are going to be in their whiteouts and they're going to be, I mean. They're 2-0. Their fans are probably going to be more hyped than they had been in years. Fans are going to be there. Now, as someone who's played at MetLife several times, make no mistake about it. Cowboys fans are going to be there too. Oh, it's it's a heavy contingent of Cowboy fans in the yeah. tri-state area. Uh, but New York's feeling good right now. The Yankees are playing well. The Mets are playing well. You know what I'm saying? Brooklyn is, you know, uh, Kyrie and the Nets feel good. I mean, the, the New York feels good about its sports program right now. So they're going to come out. So it's going to be important for Kellen Moore to be able to calm the nerves of, of, of his group and to be able to kind of have a, a, a game plan. If you have the opportunity to get the ball first, go out there and try to, you know, eliminate that crowd early. Get, you know, a long drive, drive down the field. I would love a touchdown. Yes. But I also wouldn't mind if it was an eight, nine play drive and we kick the field goal. Because that way now you neutralize the crowd just a little bit. But if you go up there and you're three and out or something bad happens early in that game, that crowd is going to get relentless. They're going to be sauced up from the night game. They're going to be here. They, the Henny going to be rolling <laughs> by the time the game time. Henny, Duce, whatever. They, mm. they, up they're, they're a Ducey crowd. They're, they're a Ducey crowd. They're going to be smashing their Tims on the ground, making loud noises. And... You already know. You already know the Tims going to be out there heavy. I feel like I'm the only dude who wears Tims down here in Texas. It's so strange, man. I got, I got Tims. Well, I know you. You're right. You're right. I know you got. You from you from up there. Yeah, I mean, we East Coast boys. Yeah, yeah. But I, I really do think the Cowboys are going to have to come out and get off to a – I hope it's the same start they got off to in Cincy because if you can get up on these boys, now we can lean on that ground game and you make Daniel Jones have to throw the rock. But I do think they need to run the ball effectively against Wink because the last thing you want to do is getting into third and eight, third and nine, third and ten, and now you don't know where that blitz is coming from. Since he tried to do some things, right, they, they did a lot of man blitz, some cover one stuff and also some zero stuff. But Wink will send his safety seven times from five different areas while dropping back guys in a zone. And, and Cooper, I don't think Cooper has seen everything. He started two games. So if, if Dallas cannot get that running game going, 
then it could be it could be more difficult for it will be more difficult for Cooper Rush. So continue again as we asked yesterday. Kellen Moore, I'm once again asking in my my Bernie voice. I'm once again asking, please help your quarterback out. Okay? Please help your quarterback out because he's not that guy that these fans want to pretend he is. And that's okay. I un- I know Jesse. I understand who he is. He understands who he is. And if he can live within himself and you can help him out, I do think you can kind of have a similar outing as you had last week. No, I I agree with you 100%. And and self-awareness is is probably the best awareness. Knowing who you are um, and for Kellen Moore, knowing your quarterback and knowing that, hey, here's his limitations. Let's not have to make him play a game that doesn't fit his style. Let's 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 continue to be the aggressors, but do it in a way that it's in the wheelhouse that Kellen Moore lives in. So they played the Panthers last week. Quick question. Better quarterback, Cooper Rush or Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. Okay. Better wide receiver group, CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, or Roby Anderson and DJ Moore? Roby Anderson and DJ Moore. Okay. Better running back, Christian McCaffrey or Zeke and, and TP? I, I I think Christian McCaffrey, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, is one of the, is one of the top three or four backs. Well, I guess my hesitation was because he's never healthy. Right. Well, he, was my, he was healthy last week. My point is, yeah. My point is Baker Mayfield. Granted, he threw a few touchdowns in in, in red zone, but he threw for fifty five percent completion percentage or somewhere around that. Right. They had a a Christian McCaffrey who was healthy. A DJ Moore, Roby Anderson held those boys to under fifty yards. Held the Panthers to what? 16 points. So my point here is they did that without Aziz. They did that without Thibodeau. They did that with suspect linebackers. And Wink Martindale in the second game as a defensive coordinator caught a damn good one and gave his team a fighting chance. Now he's going up against a guy who has two career starts, uh, an interesting wide receiver core, offensive line who's playing good, but it, it's it's a newer offensive line. I'm just saying, don't. Don't get too cocky, Kellen, and start thinking you got Dan Marino back there. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're absolutely right, man. You're 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 that you're you're spot on with that. I think I think Kellen Moore again has to just really, like I said earlier, just just stay in stay in your balance bag. Like just allow Kellen Moore, allow Cooper Rush to make the throw that he's comfortable with making. Don't 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 let the environment because there is a difference between and a comfortability being at home than being on the road. When you're, I don't know, I don't know how to truly explain it. I mean, it's, it's like anything else. It's, it's, it's like when you like, for example, when you're at home in your home studio, you feel a lot different, a lot more confident than when we're on, when we're on location, we still put up, we, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference of like, when I'm at my crib, I'm like, I know where everything got, I know this, 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 when I'm on the road and you and I both know, we'll walk into a situation and be like, wait, what? <laughs> we don't have that? All right. And we got to make do. But so, so there's a difference between being at home and being on the road. So I, I just I just hope that Kellen Moore continues to be in that bag of the things that they do well and, and, and don't alleviate from that if something goes wrong early in the football game. 100% with you, man. 100% with you. All right, let's get to fourth down. And for fourth down, what we're going to try to do, again, this is a new format we're working out here, is we're going to try to leave this up to you guys, right, uh, and take some of your questions from Twitter, whether it be uh, through Jesse 
um, when he retweets it or puts the question out, whether it be from my Twitter, when I uh, put the tweet out. By the way, follow Mr. Fourth and Long, Jesse Alley on Twitter, and myself, Ask Skywalker, still on Twitter. So I got two questions from the Twitter fans here. At BigLos0521 says, do y'all think Tolbert will finally make his NFL debut on on Monday? I'm going to say Sunday. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, there is something there that the coaches are not happy with. And, and this is a guy, when you're talking about a guy being drafted in the third round and being outplayed by or getting more snaps from a guy who's undrafted, um, also shows you that special teams matter. Uh, you got a fifth round guy, Sammy Fahoko, who has been up. Uh, so that I don't know. I, I don't. I, I I haven't figured out what it's been with with Jalen Tolbert. It's it's he's healthy. Um, I know he had the hamstring back in camp, but he's healthy. But there's something that is not registering with him that give the coaches enough confidence to go out there and give him reps. Because uh, I mean. If he's talented enough, you can darn sure use him. It's not like you're marching out there three pro bowlers. I mean, you can use all the available talent you can get. So, But there's something there that is not the, – the, the dots aren't connecting. One plus one ain't two. It's more like one plus one is three in the, in the sense of Jerry Jones <laughs> when it comes to Tolbert because you most guys, again, unless it's an injury, most guys who are third-round picks – they're, they're not healthy scratches the first two weeks of the NFL season. Facts, facts. And I think the question – yeah, I think Los might be asking this question because the Cowboys cut Dennis Houston yesterday, right? Um, and so that obviously – he's back on the practice squad, but it obviously means that there's an opening. But we also are under the assumption that Michael Gallup could be returning this week. So if Michael Gallup comes back, is that the spot you're going to use with his reps? No, I mean, no. Even if you if, remember, Michael Gallup was never not on the roster. He right. never went on one on pop. So he's always been on the roster. Now, the one thing that we won't have Dalton Schultz, so they'll have to bring a guy up. So they'll need a roster spot. So whether that's uh, 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 McKeon um, or someone else, you know, to, to fill in that, you know, to fill in that tight end role with Ferguson, maybe that's the case. And if that's the case, then guess what? If you couldn't get on the field with Dennis Houston, you damn sure ain't getting on the field with Michael Gallup. No. So it may be week three of another healthy scratch for uh, for Jalen Tober. Yeah, I'm with you. I just don't know what's going on there. They're not really giving us, and this is kudos to them for not giving us anything. I know Mike McCarthy brought up his hamstring from the spring, and then he brought up special teams. Let's, let's just be real, Jesse. You a top 100 pick, right? Wasn't he top 100? Third round pick. Third round. Special teams. I mean, in in, a, in, a, in a, like I know special teams matters, but what I'm getting at right. is in a room that that doesn't have, you know, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper, and Sed Wilson as your top four guys. You mean to tell me our guy, our third round guy, can't crack that? I would like to know what the truthful answer is. There is it playbook? Is he not picking things up? Is there not a connection with the the, the first team, second team quarterbacks? But when I go and look at how Dennis Houston performed, I'm like, I mean, it doesn't look like he had any connection out there either. He didn't look like what everybody was trying to hype up at camp. And that's no no knock on him. He's an undrafted guy. I think he got put too much on his plate by the fans. But I'm right. really I'm really interested, uh, Los. I'm not sure why. 
He's not up. And if I had to, you know, gun to head, hey, is he going to play? I have to say no right now because Gallup's coming back and there's no way he's going to get more, you know, ticked than Gallup. So, nah. And then Washington, he'll be back soon. I'm, I'm with you. I, again, as the cavalry begins to, to, to formulate, it looks, it looks less and less like, uh, you know, again, how is he going to play? Because they already felt that Dennis Houston was a better fit. And I think what Dennis Houston realized today was the business of pro sports, where you can do absolutely everything right and do what you're supposed to do. And then it becomes, well, there's a numbers game that's that's in, in, in the equation and you're at a position that has surplus. So because we need another tight end or you need to bring a tight end up, then we're going to drop you and bring a tight end up. And hopefully, you know, that, that's the nature of the, that's the nature of the NFL. And yeah. it happens at times. But now that he's back on the practice squad, there's already been a sense of, well, we, we, we literally gave the undrafted guy a roster spot for the first two weeks of the season and we healthy scratched you. So now if we bring back Michael Gallup and we get to a point where we're now in the rotation, maybe we, we call up um, Dennis Houston from the practice squad again. So, so like nothing, like, unless that's why I look at it and I go, it has to be, it, 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 he doesn't seem like he's a, he's a bad kid, but more so just someone who's just not, it's not happening here. The game moving a little bit too fast for him. You want to talk about a bad look. If they call up Dennis Houston and not Tober, whoo, that's a rough one. Uh, formula at Formula G2, G201. All right, Formula G201, appreciate you. He says, if you could bolster a group via trade, what group would it be? And his example is like the Rams did the last couple years. If you could bolster a group via trade, what group would it be? I got my answer. Uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Both of us got that one. I'm with you. Wide receiver. This, 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 this league is a passing league. And it's, it's, you know, when you look at like the NBA, like every team in the NBA now has two stars. And I think every receiving core need to have – you know, a legit one-two combo. I'm not saying that you got to have two Pro Bowl guys, but you got to have a legit one-two combo. And if I can add another, and I've, I've been asking for this for a long time, I just need another pure route runner. I just need another pure just – if you go back and we were talking about free agents, I wanted Jarvis Landry so bad. I was like, Jarvis Landry would have fit perfectly here He's not a big ego guy. He's big on leadership. He's big on kind of like a la Jason Peters, where you hear him talking about sitting in the meeting rooms, working with Tyler Smith. You know, you, you saw a little bit of what Jarvis Landry was in Hard Knocks, where he was kind of really working with those guys in that receiver room. I mean, imagine putting that around CeeDee Lamb and those other young guys. He would have made sure Jalen Tober knew what the hell he had to do. He would have been like, and that's, a, that's the one thing that I think CD lacks. And it's not any fault of his own. He's, he's young. just young. He's young. He's just young. And when you're year two or three in the league, you just don't know. You just don't know enough to be able to lead another group. You're like, I've really got to focus. And then the pressure's on you being a number one. So you really don't have time to be like, hey, young fella, let me tell you how this goes. You're more so like, hey, Y'all got to figure this out on your own because they are on my back. I got this 88 on. 
it ain't looking good for me. I can't get open. I don't know what the hell going on. So I, I can't help y'all out as, as much as y'all want me to help y'all out. So for me, be a trade, it would definitely be, um, it would definitely be the the wide receiver position. Wide receiver for me as well. And even if if you were to say, hey, well, well, well wait, Jesse, we got Michael Gallup and, and C.D. Lamb. That's true. But I'm going to take it a step further. Here's why I would like to go get a guy. I would like to go get me a slot demon, a pure and Jarvis Landry is that, by the way. I was with you on that one, that one 100% when you know I figured they weren't going to go get a bigger guy. I'm like, well, why not a Jarvis Landry? He, not only does he do the slot things, he's also a leader, like you said. But I would love to go get a guy that can do some slot things, man. Um, Seth Wilson, I think, is, is missed in this offense because he was a slot receiver that could do also some gadgety things, right? Cole Beasley thrived with Dak Prescott. Um, Randall Cobb thrived with Dak Prescott in the slot. C.D. Lamb was in the slot his rookie year because he had to be, so he thrived as well. But C.D. Lamb was used as a big slot. He was used as a guy downfield and whatnot. If C.D. Lamb and Gallup is gonna be, are going to be your two guys, then go get me a guy that can just, just tear that slot up and be available for you and do some yak things after the fact because Dak needs that, right? I think every team does it, to be completely honest with you. Tom Brady. Tom Brady said, oh, bro's out? Bring Cole Beasley in here. Bring Kobe. Oh, Evans is gone. Godwin's hurt. Bring Kobe Beasley in there. And they've got themselves a slot guy because they understand the value of it. So, yeah, it would be wide receiver for me. And this is not a knock on Noah. Like, Noah Brown had a good game. He's got to build on top of that. CD is still trying to find his way, man. You go look at the tape. CD gets so mad, and, he, and it, it, it's on his sleeve. And people used to get so upset with Amari Cooper. And sorry, Cowboys Nation, if I'm doing this to y'all. But the reason why I said y'all got to stop with this Amari Cooper is not yelling and screaming and showing emotion. Go watch Amari Cooper when he scores and when he's good. He's stoic. Go watch him when he's not having a good game. He's stoic. I think that's purposefully so he can remain available. But then go watch him in the route when he's having a bad game. He's still routing you up. What happened with C.D. Lamb when he got upset? <sighs> he's shivering dudes and pushing them away and ah, flailing around. And it's like, CD, you're wide receiver one. You're the leader. You can't do that. You know what I mean? So I would love to go get a veteran guy in here that could bring CD over, right, and Michael Gallup for that matter, and say, hey, this is what you got to do. Or, hey, relax. We're going to be fine. You know, I've talked to – I tell people all the time, when I talk about veteran leadership in the locker room, it's not because I was in the locker room. I talk to my man, Jesse Holly. I talk to the Brian McFadden's of the world. I talk to former players, Darren Woodson's, the, 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 the Marcus Wares. I talk to these players. It matters. It absolutely matters, man. So I would love to go get a veteran dude. If not a veteran dude, then a dynamic dude that can help out in the slot. So I'm right there with you. All right, guys, that will do it for episode two of Cowboys fourth and long. Now, yeah. featuring featuring Mamba. By the way, yeah. <laughs> we got Mamba up in here. She got big, man. She got, she got, or he, she, he got big. See, I you have a I have a boy. I got a new dog, and, and and it's a girl, and I I don't. I always have a problem calling dogs boy dogs all the time, right? I'm always saying he he he, and now I got a girl. I'm practicing saying she all the time, and I'm putting it on you and Mamba. My bad, Mamba. I'm sorry. Shit. Mom was like, "Listen, we, we, I know, I know the the, the, the new genders now. Everybody's he, she, them, all that. They, like, they, they better I'm, not do that to dogs. Full, that, trust me, it's coming. I'm full fledged, 100 percent all male. 
<laughs> well, where can they find you at, Jesse? You know your great work. You can find me, man. Oh, wow. You can find me at on Twitter all day, every day, at Mr. Fourth and Long, the number four, T-H-A-N-D-L-O-N-G. You can find me five days a week on DallasCowboys.com, hanging with the boys. Uh, you can also find me here with you on Wednesday, church, uh, a Bible study. And then again on Sunday, A to Z Sports, uh, we have the best pre-halftime and post-game show in the business. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. You want to get ready for a football game, you need to log in and listen to what me and Will Sky got to say because we're going to give it to you straight. No chaser. Mm-mm. That's how we get down. Uh, you can find me Fridays and Mondays on Believe Network with Jeff Cavanaugh. Uh, I have a show over there as well. So I'm out here. I'm out here. I'm, I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm out here in these streets, man, and I'm showing my tail. So come come, come along, man, and get a piece of this. One of the hardest workers in this game, man. One of the hardest workers and a privilege to work with my brother, man. You can find me uh, on Twitter, at Skywalker Steel, and everything A to Z Sports Dallas on YouTube, Instagram. They, they're, now they're taking up these little shorts and putting me everywhere. So you'll see me popping up on TikTok and IG and Twitter. I'm, I'm everywhere, man, in regards to A to Z. I think I'm looking at TikTok. I've been I've been battling this thing. I know I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta reach the people in more places. But you know what? TikTok might work for you. You good with the phone? I'm trash yeah. with it. I'm trash with it. So TikTok might actually work for you, man. Yeah, I think I think I think I'm gonna do. And I, I've been watching like YouTube, and I, they have like these shorts on YouTube, and a lot of them is from. I'm like, I, I'm like, you know what? I might have to get in that space. I, I cannot do Instagram. No way, I'm doing Facebook. But this TikTok has been, it's been calling me. I, I feel like I feel like Chris Rock in, in, in New Jack City. It's just calling me. That is calling me. <laughs> if y'all don't know that like, reference, bro, you gotta go see it. I will tell you this on my way out about TikTok. I don't use it. But man, it's funny as hell. Like it's so funny on TikTok. If you just scrolling, you can get yourself caught up in, in, in it. And oh, let me get up out of here, man. I'm, I'm gonna be in this thing for thirty minutes. I got stuff to do. So TikTok's fun. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But I'll let you guys know where I wind it. Please do. All right, Cowboys Nation. That'll do it for EP two of Cowboys Fourth and Long. We will see you next week. Peace.